Hello, my name is Carl Cervantes, and this is Occult Psychology, a podcast about <laughs> the occult and psychology. And we're trying to uh, look at the occult, look at the mysterious phenomena through the lens, through the grounded uh, lens of psychology. And it is, there, is a, there is a notion that there is supposedly a distance between uh, magic or what we call magical or mysterious or paranormal and what can be studied in the natural world. And in fact, uh, in the history of psychology, that's something that has been a controversial issue, uh, something that has been very controversial among people who studied uh, who wanted to make psychology a standard science or a, a solid science. Uh, Sigmund Freud wrote about it as, uh, as if it were such a uh, kind of a muck, uh, mud, you know, something that psychology had to clean itself uh, off or, or get rid of or those ideas that had, that had to be pushed aside. But in fact, what's interesting is that the more I read about uh, Sigmund Freud and the more I read about their beliefs, they actually have a lot of magical beliefs. There was a lot of magic in, psychoana in the psychoanalytic school of psychology. And uh, I I'm getting... <laughs> I'm getting really deep into that. But when we talk about psychoanalysis, we talk about the unconscious. Uh, we talk about that mysterious uh, shared consciousness that human beings have. Uh, in the time of Sigmund Freud, they believed that all kinds of uh, neuroses or compulsions come from unconscious drives. And this is how I understand it. No? Um, uh, Sigmund Freud believed that a lot of things... Uh, occurred in the unconscious that was shaped by childhood experiences and repressed or pushed down because they were uh, traumatic or because they were hurtful or painful. And they would come out into our regular daily experience because of our, um, because they are too powerful to resist. And Part of those experiences are uncanny experiences, including telepathy, including all these supernatural or paranormal experiences that, that uh, Sigmund Freud was trying to uh, move away from and try to explain it in such a, such a scientific way, supposedly. But a lot of people are looking at them and saying that, oh, you know, psychoanalysis isn't as scientific as it should have been because it's not falsifiable and so on. But that's, that's getting uh, too deep into it. But the, the fact is that Sigmund Freud's, um, uh, pred, uh, someone who, who followed the school you know, of psychoanalysis was uh, Carl Jung. And this is where it gets really interesting because Carl Jung believed uh, that the main drive of human beings Sigmund Freud said that it was sexuality. But Carl Jung believed that it was actually spirituality. That a lot of the images, Carl Jung believed that the, a lot of the images that we see, a lot of the symbols that are shared across cultures or that are seen in different cultures as different objects and different things, in fact, ha are keys to 
unconscious uh, abilities, unconscious uh, powers. And in fact, the way that, <laughs> this is very interesting to me, you know, the way that Carl Jung went through his, through his work, the way that he actually uh, studied the unconscious was in a very mystical way. It was very mystical. He even created a spirit guide. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if it's called a spirit guide, but an imaginary friend maybe. I don't know. They created uh, a guide, some kind of mental golem, like a, a guide, um, who, who walked with them and helped them access the unconscious. And what's in the unconscious? And Carl Jung was very open to to synchronicities or things that would happen in an uncanny manner, you know, in, in such a way that you would see things that, uh, that you maybe dreamed of or thought of in the, in the moment that happened in instantaneously that you would see. That, for example, uh, here's an example of, a, of an uncanny experience is that you would think of uh, one of your friends and then your phone would ring and then you would, and it's your friend. And that's something that's, that's a little strange, but is in fact just, you know, synchronicity. But when, you know, when, when you look at things like that, when you look at psychology as trying to um, identify these experiences, all that psychology really is doing is trying to identify them. And by saying that something is a synchronicity, doesn't really explain much about it, except to say that, oh, it's a synchronicity. It's really just identifying what it is. So it's not, um, when you say something is a certain thing, and psychology does a, a great work of, of classifying objects and classifying certain experiences, but it really is just identifying certain things. I, I don't think, and this is how I understand it. Now, I don't think that psychology is, is in the business of uh, trying to explain why or the meaning of, of, of the philosophical meaning of things, because that's, that's different. That's, uh, you go into theology, you go into philosophy, existentialism, and so on. You, know, you go into those fields. But psychology mainly is uh, about identifying processes, frameworks, and trying to predict behaviors. And that's how I understand it, you know. Uh, so when it comes to paranormal phenomena, you sort of just identify certain things. You identify now, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's probably this and that. And you try to explain it in the context of different frameworks that we try to understand and different processes that we have. So, uh, so there. So Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud, and, and that's the history of... of, uh, of of uh, this kind of study of the paranormal phenomena, but we think that it stops there, right? A lot of modern spiritualists and and people who believe in uh, you know modern mystics tend to look at Carl Jung and say that oh here is a foundation in psychology of someone who studied the occult, but in fact you don't stop there. It's not as if psychology stopped studying it, even though. There is a lot of um, bias against uh, the paranormal, against the study of the paranormal, against something, what is called parapsychology. That is the study of the paranormal, study of paranormal experiences. 
Now, there's a lot of bias against it, but it's not as if psychology stopped studying it. And I'm talking about psychology not in the not in the sense of of uh, of pop psychology that says you know quotes that you see online that say oh psychology says this, psychology says that. But I mean, who says it really? You know what I mean? I'm talking about psychology as a field. Uh, researchers in psychology, uh, psychological researchers, because after after Carl Jung. What happened was towards uh, uh, towards the a few decades ago, it was more about transpersonal psychology. We started realizing that the human experience is not only the physical experience, or not only the the mental experiences or experiences of consciousness, but also the expansion of consciousness. Also, transpersonal experiences, that's what we call it, transpersonal, beyond the personal and towards the collective. Now, a lot of uh, what we call materialists or people who believe that, uh, you know, materialism is the belief that everything can be uh, reduced into um, the interactions of, of smaller objects, of smaller things, of matter, that everything is matter. What the transpersonal worldview believes is that uh, there is something more fundamental than matter that goes beyond matter. And when we talk about consciousness, when we talk about consciousness, materialists have a hard time explaining consciousness, so they just you know push it aside and say that consciousness emerges from the brain or uh, consciousness comes from the interactions, the chemical interactions of the brain. But that's like saying that time comes from a clock, which to me doesn't make sense. The transpersonal worldview believes that consciousness is the fundamental aspect of the universe and the brain is simply a a receiver, a receptacle of this uh, consciousness signal. And going back to what I was saying earlier, um, <clears throat> so materialists try to explain tran- the transpersonal worldview as, as being simply the experience of being in a collective or being swept by the charisma of the group or something like that. But in fact, it has a hard time explaining. And, you know, a lot of uh, quote-unquote empirical uh, uh, researchers in, within the transpersonal field actually um, actually have a hard time explaining the more mysterious <laughs> phenomena that that people with the people experience, the more spiritual phenomena that people experience. And I remember there is this, and this is something that's um, very exciting to me, very exciting for me to talk about because there is. Uh, a psychologist. There is a Filipino psychologist whose name is Father Jaime C. Bulatao. He's a Jesuit psychologist. He founded the Ateneo de Manila University Psychology Department. And he studied the paranormal. He studied psychic phenomena within the Philippine cultural context. And what's interesting is that the Philippine cultural context is actually very, very, very spiritual. Um, in the Philippines, when we talk about, uh, and, and I'm talking about this because it's, uh, 
it's a blend between psychology and the psychic, you know, and the psyche, psychology and mysticism and, and, and spiritualism and, and the occult. And that's why this is something that I like, I want to talk about. See, in the Philippines, there is a belief that physical ailments, mysterious physical ailments and mysterious uh, and mental conditions are caused by spirits. Uh, mysterious physical ailments are usually if someone angered the the gods or angered some spirit or stepped on the house of an earth spirit or something like that. Or if an encanto fell in love with a mortal being, then suddenly certain physical ailments would start to happen. I know someone who who uh, who had a lot of skin problems and dermatologists couldn't explain it. Uh, they went to a... Uh, an albulario or you know a folk magician a folk healer uh, and the the albulario explained that oh someone is in love with you and this mysterious being is actually a spiritual being and a kind of a kind of encanto i forgot the the specific name but a kind of encanto um and so yeah, so so physical ailments are often attributed to to um, spiritual beings, to mysterious beings, and uh, mental conditions in the Philippines are usually explained to have also a spiritual origin. You know, experiences such as dissociation might be explained as uh, a spiritual possession. It's not uncommon, and Father Jaime Bulatao says this, actually, you know, it's not so uncommon in the Philippines for people to be possessed by different spirits, and not just bad spirits, as in the movies, you know, that we see, it's always bad spirits, it's always evil, malevolent, harmful spirits, but here in the Philippines, even saints, and the child Jesus, and historical figures, would possess individuals, and that's a form of dissociation, and in Father Jaime Bulatao's perspective, uh, the way I understand it, huh, the way I read his, his, their work, is that if we look at it in a transpersonal worldview, if we look at spiritual experiences or mysterious phenomena in a transpersonal worldview, we can see, in fact, that when the individual accesses the unconscious or when the conscious part, the rational part of the individual is suppressed or, or quieted down, the psychic noise is quieted down, then the unconscious emerges. And when we look at individuals, when we look at individuals, we often think that, and this is the, this is the metaphor that Father Jaime Bulatao used, uh, we see individuals as hard-boiled eggs and hard-boiled eggs with, with individual shells and separate from one another when in fact human beings are more like fried eggs, a pan of fried eggs where the yolks don't touch but the whites do, the whites of the eggs. So it's hard to, it's hard to identify where, the, where one egg starts and one, where one egg ends. So we're more like that. And, you know, there's a concept for that called kapwa. Uh, kapwa is more of a, you know, collective uh, feeling. And, and Father Jaime Bulato, in that perspective, uh, when we look at it in a psychological perspective, sort of grounding 
their experience, you know. The Father Jaime Bulato studied, uh, I, I keep <laughs> using the full name, actually he, they were uh, very famously known as Father Boo. So uh, very affectionately named Father Boo. So I'm going to use the term Father Boo from now on. So Father Boo uh, believed that paranormal phenomena, psychic phenomena, uh, unconscious uncanny phenomena is ac- are actually uh, manifestations of a collective shared consciousness. And this is, this implies a shared humanity. That, that when, that when, um, when we experience telepathy, for example, when we experience the uncanny ability to read someone else's thoughts or, uh, transfer our thoughts onto someone else, then doesn't that imply that we just sort of share one brain (laughs) or maybe not a brain, maybe a mind. Maybe we share uh, one mind. And that's what we call the the shared consciousness or the transpersonal worldview. And Again, so, okay, so to summarize, and I know I talked about a lot of things, and I know I rambled a lot about, about all these very, very interesting topics, because I find this very, very interesting. Um, so, uh, in summary, psychology is often used as a grounded way to study mysterious phenomena, but a lot of people use it as an excuse to, to um, confirm their biases, and that's that's a problem. Okay, so uh, psychology isn't a wishy-washy subject. It's a lot of uh, research. It's a lot of uh, validation and a lot of empirical observation. And science does not uh, anecdotes are not science. But science starts with anecdotes. And when you when you see certain stories and when you hear certain stories, that's where you know hypotheses begin. Hypo- making hypotheses begin. Um, Psychology is a fine way to approach paranormal or mysterious phenomena because uh, psychology is a study of the individual experience, the phenomenological or the experience of the phenomena, the phenomenological experience of the individual, the personal lived experience of the individual. That is what psychology is looking at. So it's it's a great way to approach uh, the the paranormal. Um, there are a lot of parallels uh, between a study of consciousness and a, a magical uh, worldview because when we think about consciousness, we often think of it as emerging from the brain when it's more likely that consciousness is shared and more fundamental to the universe and the brain is simply a, uh, a receiver of this consciousness signal. Much like I think a good metaphor to use is a, a watch. Now, if you take apart a watch, you won't find time in the watch. Time is merely a way to measure. Uh, uh, the watch is merely a way to measure time. The wa- I'll say that again. The watch is merely a way to measure time. But if you take apart a watch, it, you won't find time in it. And it's the same with consciousness and the brain. You won't find consciousness in the brain this is how i believe it to be and this is the transpersonal worldview or 
what uh, is, is now known as the post-materialist worldview, is that the brain does not contain consciousness. The brain is a receiver of consciousness. Okay, so uh, a, a local Filipino psychologist, Father Jaime Bulato, I talked about Father Boo. Father Boo is, uh, was the founder of the Ateneo de Manila University Department, uh, Psychology Department, Department of Psychology. And they actually studied psychic phenomena, but within the context of the Philippine culture. So it was more of a, uh, more of a cultural study than it was a parapsychological study, really. It was um, more about how we share the same consciousness and sort of access uh, the same uh, symbols that, that create the, the environment or maybe the atmosphere for, um, for paranormal phenomena to occur. So, so yeah... <laughs> So this was all very interesting, and that's that's uh, that's those are my thoughts on the matter. And I was just, you know, I know I was just rambling about these thoughts. And thank you for listening. Um, so this is the first in in a series of uh, rambles <laughs> talks about about these things. And yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I am on I'm occult psychology. I also have a blog, uh, Occult Psychology. That's also the name of the blog. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much and blessings to you. <laughs>